Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, sap superstars, my saplings, how are you today? It's your boy Dave Neal. What's going on? We got a great one for you. Tasha Courtney and myself sat down to interview Remy Casimir. She's a New York-based stand-up comedian with her own podcast called How Come? And it's about finding the female orgasm. Gentlemen, are you listening? Finding the female orgasm. This is important uh, for men and women. You know, for so long, uh, I guess it's never been discussed about the ladies getting theirs. So ladies, go get yours. Uh, We talk about the intricacies of the orgasm and uh, everything you can wrap your fingers around. Hey, folks. uh, (laughs) And gentlemen, Valentine's Day is around the corner. If by any chance you don't have a date... Here's a pickup line for you. Go to the bars and go meet, you know, meet some lovely uh, ladies out there and uh, say, hey, do you listen to The Sap? And they go, The Sap? What's that? And you go, oh, well, it's the Sex Actually podcast. It's about dating and relationships, but there's a twist. It's kind of fun and comedy-based, and you know, it doesn't take itself too seriously. And hey, this last episode was with Remy Casimir, and we talked about the female orgasm. And now I know everything about the female orgasm. Hey, what are you doing for Valentine's Day? And she's going to be like, well, what are we doing for Valentine's Day? And you're going to say, we're going to get you yours. How does that sound? Hope you guys enjoy this episode. Um, As always, sometimes I don't really do too much of the call to action that I should be doing, but uh, in part uh, for enjoying this free episode, and all past episodes for free, I ask that you share it with some friends. Here's what we did. I took the sex out of the title. It's just the sap, baby. It's not the sap, baby. It's the sap, period. The sap, that's all it is. So you can share with your friends and not feel like some nympho. Is that what the problem is? Is that why you're not sharing it? Because you feel like a, you feel like this is your dirty little conversation. Well, hey, guess what? What if one day this podcast didn't exist anymore? Because I said, you know what? Fuck this shit. What if that happened? And, and it's all because you, Deborah. <laughs> because you decided not to share it. I'm kidding. You're all great listeners. I appreciate every single one of you. Just trying to build that army, folks. Trying to build that army. As I record this intro, Tasha's in the other room doing her Conda Marie. Say hello, Tasha. Scream it loud. Hello. She's out in there with a mountain of clothes. She's wearing a pink, um, what would you call that? She's in a pink nightgown. You know you know how you, when you're cleaning, you just start trying shit on? Next thing you know, you got one of those Russian uh, winter hats on with the you know, stiletto boots and a pink nightgown. And you're like, do I love this? Does this bring me joy? Well, let me ask you guys. Does this podcast bring you joy? I hope so. You're going to love this episode. Welcome to The Sap, the sexiest relationship podcast in the world. S-A-P, baby. I'm Dave Neal with Tasha Courtney and Remy Casimir. Thanks Hi for joining everybody. us. Hi, everybody. I'm so happy to be here. As you mentioned, you uh, you host the How Come podcast. I do. And that's coming uh, orgasms mainly. Yes. Not like a theoretical how come, you know. It's like, Not just like, why? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, how come? How come? How come? So How Come started. I was 28. Uh, it literally launched by accident last Christmas. I didn't know that if you submitted to iTunes, it could happen that day. And then I was just like, oh, I have to like advertise it. So a lot of people found out that I wasn't coming while they were in <laughs> church. Um, and I had never had an orgasm. And I was like 
this is really fucked up. Um, especially cause like I used to think women just didn't have them because of like what I learned from like pop culture, like in stand up, like, Oh, women don't come and women and all this stuff. And like in sex ed, you never get taught about women's pleasure. Men, it's just kind of taught like how not to get pregnant. Sure. Yeah. Or not get STDs. Use a condom. Yeah, exactly. And then, I got into stand-up and I heard all these women doing jokes about how they're having orgasms now because there's way more women in stand-up now. Like that perspective has been covered in a completely different way. And I would go up to them and I'd be like, are you really having orgasms? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. I'm like, oh, well, the now I feel, orgasm. now I feel like, oh, we all don't have orgasms. And then it flipped to wait, I'm the only one not having orgasms. This sucks. And I was talking about it with my little sister and she's like, well, yeah, it's hard for me to do it with people, but alone it's like fine. And I was like, well, this is horrible. The fact that you can do it and I can't, like I need to get going. So I I started the podcast to just hold myself accountable. How do you even have that conversation with your sister? Tasha, you've got a little sister. Have you talked orgasms before? No, I have not. Really? we're also not a very open family. Maybe Mm. you come from like a sharing type family. Remy, where are you from? Are you you from New York? I'm from New York City. Um, My parents are medical professionals, so they've always kind of like labeled everything by it's like you know real name real names yeah and my mom had said to me during our sex talk sex is supposed to be fun but she never really expanded on that she was just like yeah fun but it wasn't like oh you might squirt and like people are gonna make weird faces like there was nothing about <laughs> orgasms there was nothing about like did you know that you can have a million orgasms and never have sex like if somebody had told me that i would be like oh life's gonna be great taking a solo vacation <laughs> yeah literally um so for the podcast in the beginning i would just have people that i knew somewhat well who are like at like a bit of sex spurts like definitely more than me definitely more well-versed in sex and um they would tell me their first time coming story which everyone still does but then they would give me an assignment something that i had to do for the next week to make me come and it took until week six so that's not that much time. And now we were like, oh, should I just end the podcast? And it's like, no, <laughs> because cause clearly, really yeah, but like clearly there wasn't any mechanical f- problem. Like it was just a lack of knowledge. And I always like cite this, but we only, or the medical community only found out about the internal like structure of the clitoris in 1998 it's wild it's wild so there's just like a lot of learning to go down and i was like i'm not gonna end it and i'll just like find out how other people come and like the million other ways and there's just uh just keep learning so much that's stuff. amazing that yeah. it was the sixth episode i know that's like a, you cracked the code i know i wanted to make it like 10 though because i'm a virgo and i'm like oh, sound better <laughs> <laughs> i just but i, I want to work up to that because i come from you know catholic background where you know my birds and the beast talk was um, a cartoon book my mom rented okay. the library, which was actually probably more than most catholics got was like you know when when a man and a woman are in love they want to be as close to each other as possible that's pretty much as far as it got yeah i was i felt like that was the same feeling like when i heard like santa claus wasn't real i was like what the fuck like that's what that shit's for uh-huh. it was very strange like betrayal of my innocence. I was like, and, and again, it might have been a little too young. This was like second grade. I don't know. I mean, like, Tasha, when did you get. Could you- I feel like I found out, found out <laughs> like a ton of misinformation about sex probably around that same time. So you did find your parents, school. did they ever talk to you about it? No. Tasha's parents, they're, they're great people. Mm-hmm. They don't communicate about anything. Oh, substance like, man. like that. So when I come in as like a guy like comic who just has to speak my truth and like something's going on that's weird 
Uh, like, like you can't call it out because they're gonna like not be good with that conversation. But I actually enjoy talking about it, but I, I I feel the walls go up, and at this point, I think Tasha knows like it's like a conversation we'll have later. Like, oh, where are you from? Kentucky. Okay, yeah. is that like the way? Uh, like just buttoned up and like I polite? Don't know. Or no, I feel like buttoned up is a good way. It's buttoned up. Yeah, but I, I don't know if that's but, like necessarily uh, like because it's Kentucky, like Southern okay. kind of thing. I yeah. don't, I don't know if I would call it that. I think they just, you know, they're like sort of religious. They were mm-hmm. like originally like Southern Baptists, which are like Hellfire people, mm-hmm. and then they moved over to like a non-denominational. They're, li- they're Chris- liberal, but their Christian programming church. was probably that that Southern puritanical. puritanical. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I mean, I was like that puritanical is like the Catholic too. Like it's, yeah, it's just not a conversation, but New York was my first, like my, when I got to college, a lot of friends were from New York. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was insane what New Yorkers can just be open and talk about. See, okay. So I, I would never feel like I could, there was, I hate to throw my mom under the bus, but it wasn't like I could go to my mom for anything. Like it wasn't that open. Like my mom also like we're Jewish, but we always made fun of her that we're like, you're not really like she came from Massachusetts. She's super buttoned up. Like all of my friends were calling their friends moms by like their first name. Oh, Sharon. (laughs) She's from Framingham. Framingham. Is that a big Jewish uh, Boston? No, they're they're very, they're very Christian. She was like the only Jew, but like she, She's just much more their yeah. um, vibe, but that's still the Boston suburbs. I'm Rhode Island, same thing. Yeah, we yeah. actually Remy and I met in Newport, Rhode Island, at the Rhode Island Comedy Festival. Yes, we did. And um, uh, but yeah, New England is just like you just don't talk about certain things. I mean, you have to piece shit together. And the internet, at least now, you can watch a few videos. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like we're at the same age or same you know part where like you had to figure it out through your friends. It was probably wrong. Yeah, it was like you know there was a lot of shit. So Tasha, you just had to piece it together. Well, yeah, that's exactly it. I had an <laughs> elementary school friend who had like two older brothers that were teenagers. Yeah, so like she found out from them and then told all of us, and we were like, "What the?" Yeah, I have two older brothers, and I found um, a Playboy magazine once, and I also found a hentai magazine. Whoa. Which, if you don't know what that is, it's Japanese anime porn, and I was fascinated by it. I was like, "This is so fun and cool." So. A lot because a lot of times you hear stories of people being like, you know, like oh, I started touching myself at nine. I didn't know what it was. Mm. Uh, so were you were you even were you feeling that? But oh yeah, I was through. This is why I think I was. It, it was perfect that it was me to start my podcast because it wasn't like, oh hi, I'm just starting to have sex. I don't. I've never had an orgasm. Like I don't. Uh, I've never tried anything. Like I was trying everything. I've been a very sexual person since I was like in the stroller like i would flirt with people while i was being pushed around and like i always wanted like closeness and stuff i was trying every i just it wasn't i wasn't talking to enough people or the right people like i never talked about it with my girlfriends and like one of my girlfriends has owned the sex toy that ended up making it like happen for me and never said anything like like i think it's just there's a a double standard with women talking about it versus yeah. men. Yeah. I mean, it's weird. So I learned from a cousin, not like the specifics of how to masturbate, but like, he was like, dude, yeah, it's not, you're not going to feel, you just have to keep doing it. Like, I'm not doing, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Just keep doing it. And, and, then, and then when it happens, you go, oh, and that's for a guy, it so might be shorter. so interesting though, because that's literally, you know, Esther Steinberg? Yeah. yeah. Comic. So when she was one of the people who was talking about coming on stage and I, or she didn't come on stage, but she was talking about coming <laughs> on stage. <laughs> That'll do it for you. Uh, but she was like, 
yeah, you just have to keep doing it for like 30 minutes. And I was like, but nothing's going to happen. Like nothing's happened before. She's just like, just keep doing it. You're just like a lazy masturbator. Like, <laughs> was it like a mental thing that no, you were like, clearly not giving up I mean, on yourself? List, like that way. Yes. Very mentally not tough because I had first, I thought, Oh, this isn't something that we do. Then I thought this is something that I don't do. I must be broken. So going into every sexual experience after that was like, it's not going to happen. I've never done it. Like, and it, he's not going to be able to do it. I can't do it. Like that nagging feeling. And now it's so much easier for me in general because I've already done it. So the pressure's off. Yeah. You know, you can. Yeah. So now you, it's like easy. So how long have you been able to have that? I mean, I'm assuming you're heterosexual, right? Yep. So have you, have you um, been able to have a, a penetrative orgasm as they yes, call it? Yes. But not, even say it without having not it. with a penis. With mean, a toy. With a mean, toy. Like, yeah. I, okay. I understand. Yeah. Okay. So, so interesting. It's so interesting because the guys have the legit opposite problem. Like, not you know what I mean. Like we we train ourselves through like porn and jerking off to come quickly. Well, not, that's not another question. Were you had you watched porn? Like, I would only watch porn with like a. First of all, I didn't think porn was for girls. Like, I wanted I wanted to be like a lady. I wanted to be perfect. Um, and so sometimes when I was with my guy friends, they'd be like, oh, we, we have a porn. We're going to watch it. And like, we'd all watch it with, in a group. And <laughs> I would watch it in like an analytical way instead. Because I'd be like, okay, well, I can't really fully enjoy this. I'm not supposed to. But and not what, a lot of porn is not made for it's women not, either. It, yeah, it's now like, it is. There's yeah, way there more. Yeah, there is way more yeah. like female directed, feminist sort yeah. of porn. Like Yay, take out the male porn. gaze. Well, but that's the thing is like when it's made by men for men, it doesn't, they don't care about, you know, like showing uh, female empowerment no, yeah, or like, like body worship. Like feminist porn is just porn that's like, like, fe- don't say feminist in a dirty way. It just means somebody who wants equality. Equal yeah, porn. thank you. Yeah. At the same time, you, you, they, you show your pay stubs, both porn stars. The th- funny part, the ir- irony is that female porn stars make way more than men, but I understand. It's like, obviously, no one gives a shit about the dude with a fucking belly and a crooked dick fucking, you know what I mean? That's like, that's what's changed, too. I just interviewed a few porn stars out here, um, and they are such a different look than when porn was first introduced to me like it used to be all like roided out kind of belly guys yeah. bald Big. always bald some kind of mustache <laughs> now it's it, like bloating they have like a belly yeah, yeah now it looks like little like boy next door cutie boyfriend um i interviewed logan pierce and he does a lot of like boyfriend girlfriend scenes and like some of them it's like oh yeah they are like not violent but it's like violent like bdsm play like that but it's between a couple so it's like everything you're watching you're like okay that's consensual and nice and whatever and then the other stuff is more feminist but <laughs> no but no it's like more um female worshipy and oh it's my i'm coming home to my girlfriend i love her so much i want to kiss her whole body and like like that's sensual the porn that we wish you guys had been learning from instead yeah. of ones like where you put your fucking hands on our mouths and uh, yeah. do that claw. Sh- What's it called the hook? See, uh, like the, the I, I'm lu- I, I'm lucky enough that I never experienced like I wasn't raised with sort of that violent. Yeah, there's some violent shit out there. You know what I mean? It's so distracting. We're we're um we're, we're live streaming to Taiwan or Taipei or wherever the fuck hey. we are. Korea. Where is this? Taiwan. Everywhere. Anyway, People are watching everywhere. from everywhere. Um, but uh, we're here in LA, in Hollywood. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I I didn't have, like, we, internet porn, when I was 
coming of age was photos. So you'd see a couple photos of different things, but mm. it wasn't like now. I almost think these, these kids coming up with Instagram, like it's pretty wild. How and Twitter yeah. too. There's like full porn on Twitter. Like you don't even have to go to like a porn website or Reddit. Reddit is porn everywhere. For some yeah. reason, my Twitter has me set on like a child setting. I don't know why. And like I have a lot of porn stars and like adult film or like sex workers that follow me now because of the podcast and i tried to tweet them back i can't see anything they're posting really? even if it's no, not no. dirty twitter's like uh we're blurring this because it might be potentially sensitive content just because it's an adult so film you performer. have to tap it you to have reveal to, but i still for some reason like i've said like i am above 18 i swear to god i'm almost 30 <laughs> and twitter is like no you can't see anyone's boobs <laughs> So um, that's exactly what a sixteen-year-old would say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it really wasn't until stand-up comedy that you actually felt like you had something, like you, like you could fix the problem. I didn't know that there was a problem initially. Like I genuinely didn't think women were having orgasms. I thought like seventy percent of the women, or like yeah, like ninety probably, were like, yeah, they don't come because you'd always hear like women don't like having sex. Oh, my wife always pretends she has a headache or goes to sleep before. Like, I was like, oh, women aren't sexual people. I must be like this weird But isn't outlier. that a shame that that's sort of like... It's that's horrible. The way that movies are made yeah. and TV is made and it's every joke is like that. It's horrible. Because I it mean, does. It impacts people. If you don't yeah. come up in like an upbringing where you're told that that's not true yeah and that's what you're gonna think for yeah. your whole life in, in uh as the as the male voice here sometimes uh, so like to take the male point of view sometimes it's the 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 communication is what's off like tasha i have no are they asking any questions no i, I just i'm just I'm too add here with this fucking thing well just don't pay attention to it I, it's, it's so easy. hard I'm, I'm talking and just then, finish your statement Remy, we like to fight and then bring the guest in in the middle of oh, it oh well i'm on her side <laughs> <laughs> So so when it comes to like guys with the troping like oh my wife doesn't do this doesn't blow me or whatever well sometimes uh, I think women earlier earlier in a relationship will be more like wh- and it goes both ways once we're done like exploring we kind of get lazy on both sides and I don't know when Tasha wants I do not know when Tasha wants to have sex I don't you're not very ask? communicative uh, about well yeah it but now. that's your family but you need to learn that because yeah. that's literally like the everyone's like oh, what have you learned from how come like how do you what's the perfect thing to make a woman come. There's no perfect thing. Everybody is so different in their bodies. The only thing that you can do to guarantee yourself being good in bed, keep asking. Do you yeah. like this? How That's is and thing. try and find ways that aren't necessarily and I like think annoying. That's sort of like a lot of guys don't ask, mm-hmm. and so it puts like the burden on us to be like, no, I don't like that. Or but we like, also do have to be like, I like it when, yeah. Like I used it's to a, let but it, but it's a two way thing, hundred percent. You know, and yeah. I feel like it's hard for women who have spent just the same way. It's a cultural thing. We're trained our whole lives not to be assertive, mm-hmm. to sort of be like a little more demure and lady like, like yeah. you said, like you want to yeah. be. Demure and, mm, and, and small and cute, and, yeah. yeah. And so we're not trained to like be assertive or to be bossing people around, yeah. or say, you know, it's like we're waiting for you to ask the question. Like we're waiting for you to tell us that you're into us. Like, how many times, Dave, have you been having sex and you're in pain, but you're like, I'm just gonna deal with it until she comes? Pain, uh, penile pain. You're in pain. 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 Uh, not often. 
Never. 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 Yeah. But we do it a lot. Like probably fifty percent of my sexual experience right? have been like Yeah. That. We're just like oh, I'm sorry for you guys. I really am. It's yeah. A good conversation to have. It is a great conversation no, to have. No guy wants a girl to be in pain. No, and that's that's kinda of, we talked about remember when the Aziz Ansari article came out on yeah. Babe.net and it was like it was very controversial because technically he really didn't do anything wrong, but it did bring up a an interesting conversation, which is that what you were saying women have been raised to kind of put our feelings aside to make the guy feel more comfortable yeah like our needs are second exactly because if a guy gets angry there's way more risk for us than there is if a girl gets upset sure you know what i mean so like a physical risk among other things like rape control yeah oh yeah of course yeah um, in, in, in purely at the very least as a size thing. Yeah. You know. So it's just like a lot of people are like, well, why didn't she leave or what? Or why didn't she say like, no, more sternly? Well, because she didn't want to be rude. Yeah. And yeah. And in the like, end, it's really she's surviving. She's yeah, surviving. Right. She's, she's like surviving walking on eggshells, being gentle, trying to let this guy down gentle. Mm-hmm. He comes from a position of power. He's bigger than her. Whatever. There's a million reasons why she's just like trying to like as gently as possible get out of a situation yeah. that's a little hairy. And uh, Harry, uh, we had a guy <laughs> in college that was a nickname Jackhammer because oh, like a, a friend walked in on him and he looked like a Jackhammer as he was having sex. Mm-hmm. And like that's that's yeah, that's the first thought is like how hard can I fuck a girl? It's that's, so, yeah, so, so no. when we're talking about imprinting, it's like, trust me, men, men want to do... Oh, I know. We want to come and have the woman come. Like, it's... In the end, that's what we want. But, like, when you think, like, okay, how hard can I... F- like, did you... Like, oh, you fucked the shit out of her. Like, that's a term. It's a little weird, but it's like men that... So, so you're raised, you're like a teen in college and it's like how hard can you fuck somebody is like the standard measurement well here's the thing is like fucking someone really hard is not without merit like that is very well received (laughs) a lot of the times but it is if that person is prepared to be like a lot of the times you just have to kind of like grease the wheels and like you can't be fucking like a jackhammer from like second one yeah eventually we're gonna ask you like plays harder like everybody we've all gotten to that point that's where when the guy comes right away yeah Don't i stop. know oh, i know and then they're just like oh but so usually what we've learned too is that women we're the insatiable sex the more that we orgasm the more that we can orgasm so the nice thing to do if you want to have that real like hey we both go prime to a, the pump yeah prime the pump and like do all the foreplay that like you think is like oh that's dumb that's not se- that's sex to us yeah, we that's like the best it part. yeah and, 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 and again and when men know that you keep that in the back of your head of course but like also like dna wise like spread your seed wise you know genetics men are like watch other animals have sex the fucking rhino mounts the rhino pumps once slips falls over and there's a baby like here, we're, we're the we're, we're the only like primates that have like giant dicks compared to other like we have bigger dicks than, than like eight hundred pound well, gorillas. Well, but they have no, walruses that other have animals massive dicks. Have sex for pleasure? Yeah, right? definitely. Which ones? I don't remember, um, but I know that other animals do have sex. I know dolphins rape, and it's like 
not yeah good. like that's more like it's like it's not just pr- for procreation purposes among yeah all species. no but my point is as like and again someone can write in six actually podcast dolphins and flamingos, uh, flamingos one of our listeners yeah but like said. boone's got a big dick because he's a basset hound and you need a long dick as a long dog <laughs> to procreate so like i get that a bull's got an eight foot dick or whatever and like ducks have spiral dicks with and then the female ducks have like fake vagina holes you know what i mean like it's 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 a batshit crazy world out there i get it but we've got the ability we've got larger penises in in the primate world because we that's true uh, well well (laughs) dave has a fantasy have you seen (laughs) fucking little anyway but but we're it's we're the only ones that can have face-to-face sex which is like more of an intimate thing it's true. Is that uh, true? That yeah. can? That I can. don't know. What animals do you see having face-to-face dogs? Have any dogs, listeners though? have any input can on get, this? Anyway, it, look. I'm interested in that, actually. But the thing is, is, yeah, we talk about, like, I used to get in my head a lot about, oh, well, maybe the female orgasm isn't so important because it's not important to procreation. Right. But how many times in your life are you coming and making a child with that come? Right. Four like, tops? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's yeah. not what we're trying to Out do. The There's the so many other health benefits to having orgasms. That's not why, like, a, a pleasure center was created in your body. It's literally to, like, release stress and, like, sure. make your life better. It's not just, like, well, eventually I'm going to have to have a baby one day, so I better start practicing fucking. <laughs> like, so if, you have, if you have an orgasm w- with, um, like... You know, if you have an orgasm while you're coming, There's doesn't a absorb mo- me- mechanism that occurs. That's it, like what the what like, the muscle contraction is like pulls up, pulls the, in, like, and makes you like good sex can delay a period, right? I don't know, maybe. I've, I mean, I've heard that your period could be late because you've had good sex and your body's like, well, let's see if this works. Even if you don't, the guy doesn't physically come inside you. That was like an ex-girlfriend being like, we got to fuck before I get my period. Maybe you can stave it off. (laughs) I was going to call Tasha out, but I was going to say that Tasha's told me that, but if you Oh, really? They've literally been, your period's like not happy because you're like, well, it's the last... It's like that, like two minute drive in the end of the football game where Tasha's you're just pregnant. To <laughs> <laughs> That's no, the guy's I, I greatest fear. Oh, a pregnancy! What? Just because it's it's a beautiful thing. Well, true, but it's the lack of control and like I'm finally at the age I'm 33 where like the world wouldn't be over. But like I've got friends. I got a buddy from high school that was um his son's uh in the varsity soccer team now. You you do the math. I mean, like he had, he had a kid when I think he was a junior in high school, and it's like so his world's completely different. And yeah. To be kind of selfish, my sister is only a year older than me. She's got four kids. You know. Yeah. It's just something that I'm not ready for. But did I, you ever participate in a pregnancy scare? Or uh, we actually talked about this on last episode. Oh. That um, I think a few times I've had I've had girlfriends tell me that they think they're pregnant and their own anxiety about it mm-hmm. probably led to them kind of like seeing like what I would do. Not in a, not in sort of a meant to be manipulative way, but like. You know what I mean? Like where I where I was like, what the fuck? And then one time on an April Fool's, uh, someone told me they were pregnant. Mm. So that's not cool. But not mm. ever to the point that like we're pregnant. I need you to come with me to the clinic or like, hey, could you put down for a half a baby removal? No, not no, no, no not to the abortion level. <laughs> okay, is that nice. something that um, you've frequented? I've not frequented it. <laughs> Thank you. Um, no, I've had one abortion and it was lovely. Um, it yeah it was not the right time obviously but i always like before going into this spiel i'm like there shouldn't be a fucking explanation for why yeah, it wasn't the right be time it's an like explanation required your fear of I didn't just ask you why. of ju- no 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 <laughs> no no i'm saying whenever i go into I it i go and i'm like but i shouldn't have to explain 
but it's just that anxiety of you like being out of control. How do you think we fucking feel like it's, oh, we're going to yeah. be out of control and our body's going to blow up too? That sucks. I think it's the fact that I can't control if the girl decides to keep it. Like, like, mm. if, like if I'm like, and I'll use Tasha as an example. If she's, if she pulls the goalie on the birth control and wants to have a baby, <laughs> uh, it's not up to me. You know what I mean? I, the best I can do is not come inside or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, that's the best I can do. Yeah, yeah. like, really, your only option is to be supportive of, of whatever choice a woman decides to make. But listen, every guy listening knows what I'm talking about when I say that there's been plenty of women that go, come inside me. It's, it's, I'm safe this time of month. Like, and that's how fucking children are made. Every guy knows, like, hey, she said, she, and then it happens. And then you go, oh, what? Like, well, how about y'all get your own birth control? That yeah, would be nice that would because be I'm really sick of taking sick. a pill every uh, day. If it didn't fuck and with my um, my hormones, I would. Hilarious! Oh Hilarious! Late, late. What? I've been on birth control since I'm 15. Late. Mood swings, acne, weight gain. Turn your Depression. Off. Ladies, I understand this. I understand. No, I, there's no gun to your head. I understand this. I'm just saying, I probably wouldn't put up with the shit that you put up with to take the pill. It's, you I probably wouldn't. I, you know what I'm talking about, right? When right. I say the study that you know they pulled, they pulled, they were doing a male birth control study and they pulled it. This was just a couple years ago because the men were having too many side effects yeah. and they were so minimal compared to that's the laundry what we list go of side Listen, effects. Listen, that's the Spark Notes headline, through. but that's so bold. That's so bold. that's a clickbait headline. I read the article. Man, yeah, why would a guy want to no, be? No, you study? read one article. Read, read the whole thing. Read the real study. Don't you're now you're doing Spark Notes because I know that we talked about this before and it makes me really mad when you're like, no, that's a clickbaity headline. No, it's a real thing and read yeah, the real. But study. why would a guy want to just? I like I wouldn't I would no, I like wait, 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 experiment. Wait. Why why would a guy want to Why would anybody wa- let me put it this way. Why would anybody I mean financially they, they pay you but like why would anybody want to do that to their body? Now, you take for you, the greater good. But yeah. you, you take a birth control because it's also like a hormonal thing. You've, you you've experimented I have different PCOS, ones. PCOS. So we were talking about okay. painful sex, polycystic oh. ovarian syndrome. Oh. And so I get cysts on my ovaries that like sucks. frequently, like yeah. huge ones the size of an egg, yeah. the size of an orange. Yeah. Um and they're super painful. Yeah. Um have you had to have so, surgery or no? I've never had. A, I've been scheduled oh. for surgery twice, oh. and both times they popped on their own. Oh my! But, God. Uh, we'll be at dinner. She'd be like, "Hey, thingy, thingy," and then I guess it ruptures or what, and it comes out. Yeah, um, but it's very common. Oh. But the but this is another thing that like because it's women issues, like they don't give a shit about it. So like yeah. their only solution is like, well, we think it helps to put you on birth control because it regulates your hormones. So mm-hmm. it sort of. It, it it does make a small difference. I agree with you that male doctors are pieces of shit when it comes to not listening. It's to It's not just syndrome. male doctors. Well, okay, I, I, I just, it's everybody. Like, there's a lot of internalized like self hating women. Like, I've even I, I noticed like somebody will come on screen and I'll be like stupid bitch or whatever before, and I'm just like pro- like whoa, like way. yeah. It's sort of like systematic racism. It's like it's sy- tr- Have you ever seen that um thing? It's uh children being shown different colored dolls. And their the black and it? their response and the black little girl was shown a black doll and she's like that one's uglier, and the woman's like why and she's like it just is, like because Jeez. that's what she's been taught. Like yeah. we've been taught we're worse. I did um a, a story the other day because I was thinking about the Bible. Like even like everyone, I mean not everyone, but Old Testament we're all familiar with Adam and Eve and like mm-hmm. that whole thing. And I was just thinking back on it how I really thought women were evil and deserved everything that we got ex- like 
childbirth periods because she did that one evil thing and like even being an intelligent person a non-religious person knowing that that story is not true that's the foundation of a lot of western society yeah and that she was just created for him like for him from him you're completely subverting the entire gender it's insane i um and a lot of people were like, whoa, I didn't realize that. Mind like, blown. And yeah. I used to be mad at her, too. I'd be like, why did you curse us? Like, why are we all so bad now? <laughs> it explains, too, why it's been so hard to, like, get a female president. And Elizabeth Warren gets so mm. much shit. And Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez. We, we can talk about the how this was caused. But I think, I think women are very cutthroat to each other. I think men, there's a survival to, like, bonding as, tri- like, tribally as men. I think it dates back to tribalism where, like, the men are out hunting and the women But are, women also or, work or together in a mom. group. Wait, how? No. We, okay, Raising so I'm just going to, yeah. Uh, we just had a biological anthropology. Apologist on the podcast and I'm fucked. <laughs> yeah, you're very wrong. I like to throw this out here. Um, yeah, I love how like guys can just go. Well, I think that this happened in history, <laughs> and, that, and I so think that it must. Yeah, like oh, okay. okay what did this expert say? She said that um, we do have different ways of bonding because of um, how things were like in like the grasslands or whatever, but women have always been working and contributing, but the way that they bond is different because if they've given birth to a baby, they're in a cave and they're making face to face contact. So we're very, we've been making eye contact this entire podcast. It's very, I hear you. I see you like, don't worry. I got you. Whereas men would be out and trying to hunt and they'd be side by side watching a buffalo. Wow. So men don't like to look into each other's eyes or Whoa, into anybody's eyes, actually. Isn't that strange? Weird. Well, so, okay. I, yeah, I hear you. I hear so you it's, it's bonding, but in different ways. And so what she, uh, she's Dr. Helen Fisher and she's amazing. And she was saying even sometimes when she's talking to men, specifically powerful men, she'll look away because she doesn't want them to feel intimidated because it's not the way that they're accustomed to bonding. Yeah. And she's like, I'll just, I'll, but, even then, it's like subverting how you normally act to make somebody else comfortable. Feel comfortable. Yeah, right, though. Like, my buddy, like, I could go hang out with my buddies all day long, sit on the couch next to each other and watch the game or, mm-hmm. like, do something else. So, yeah, that's interesting to look at it that way. Yeah. And then I also look, like, societally, like, women, you know, when in the, you know, the last just several generations, that's probably, like, your your greatest imprint's probably on the most recent generations, right? I mean, like, we've all got some, like, old biological shit, but, like, you look at your parents and, and moms were staying at home and dads were off kind of, like, you know, networking and being in you know developing their business contacts and the, i mean i know i sound, I sound like mad men talking about it but like i don't know it just must be tough because tasha i mean you struggle yeah. with like having a ton of female friends a lot of women say like oh, i can't be friends with women what is it well i don't think that that's it i think we just live in a city where everybody's very spread out and it's hard to like you've got to really make an effort and schedule in advance okay, we were just to back like in go kentucky. across town we were just back in kentucky for 15 days how many of your friends did you reconnect with i didn't okay talk to so my point <laughs> you didn't talk to anybody no and that's totally fine that like you're you're sort of like introverted in that style it's totally fine but like i've yeah, got that like might be just an introvert thing yeah but i you know i do have my close group of female friends and like maybe we don't see each other every day but we do get together at least once a month we chit chat we text we know what's going on in each other's live so i i think you're sort of mischaracterizing there i read this thing the other day that i really loved it was like good friends are like stars you don't always see them but you know that they're there 
Because I have those friendships with people where I won't really talk to them for like months. But then if they're in town or if I'm in, or something like we'll have like a catch up and it's like, oh, yeah, that's my buddy. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's just you slip right back in. You yeah. know, it's like you didn't miss a beat. But yeah. I do think that women can be catty. And I think it's also because we have been kind of pitted against each other since we're not or we are now, but we're re-entering the workforce. But if a woman doesn't have buying power, what power does she have? Having sex power, getting married power. And so then we're just competing with each other for On a time clock when the body's going in one direction and there's a younger woman because men, I think men... It, it, when you when you talk about control and having money, like if a guy's got money and his shit together, he's gonna want to look for the younger, fresher thing. Like like that's just- anybody. I mean, like even women who have their money and get their shit together, like cougars are fucking running rampant now. Yeah. It's just like if you have power, then you can. You wield that however you oh, want. I've if looked you, into it. I mean, yeah. I always say like I'm a feminist because my lady makes. I'm a feminist because my lady makes more money than I do. Like that's. Yeah. I mean, that's what it comes down to. Is like when you kind of level the playing field. Like Tasha doesn't need me. Like you know, we we fight. She's like, bye. Yeah. <laughs> like that's cool. That's a cool place to be. It's I'm, nice to be wanted and not needed too. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. Is like people can be like more assured in their relationship that it's like oh we're both bringing equal things wow you're just here because you like me that's so yeah, nice not because you need me yeah and not because something... you have no work skills and couldn't go out and support yourself if you need be i struggle with that i struggle with yeah. that because like i think men want to feel needed and, mm. it, and it's and it is tough and we've talked to like we've had past guests on that they talk about how like they're and again i know i know this is you're gonna you're literally gonna be overcome with like f- like fuck you dave but <laughs> like men are struggling right now with what yeah, to do with this all but but there are a million ways to feel needed right and it shouldn't be just on me to be like oh babe can you help me open this to like <laughs> to like assage your babe, sort get of the pickle ego. Jar. i still love that i'm like if you keep fixing my tv you stay <laughs> oh. <laughs> you stay I, I built some shit and you know the chick you know you're getting like just moist looking at me fucking struggling with some ikea shit now she's <laughs> criticizing me baby doing the wrong side it comes out wobbly she's like fuck you but it's there's something like i do i do appreciate the high bar that tasha sets but also it's like well set it just above like like don't crush my ego with it you know what i mean like oh i'm out here working hard doing my thing and i want to i want to feel like tasha or anybody just like respects where i am in the in the order of things and that's I think very hard we all want to be respected though that's the thing is like it's been guys for a long time being like respect me show that you respect me and they were like can you respect us too? Would that yeah. be okay? Yes. And, <laughs> yeah. Respect us back. <laughs> and look, again, I, if if this was like transcribed on a feminist blog, I would be just like fucking shit all over because I sound so, but I'm just, I'm being honest. No, and, but we're on. having a conversation yeah. right. and right. that's the difference. And I'm being honest in saying that I believe that men d- want everyone to be happy. They want their, what guy doesn't want their woman to be happy? It's just, we're just like, tearing it all down and sort of building it back up in a health in a healthier way yeah, yeah. i believe you that this is a thing that men are struggling with right now it's obvious when you see like incels and oh my um, God. like the dude who ran over the girl in charlotte like yeah. you know men are struggling with their own identities but it's not our responsibility as women to like fix it for them by yeah. making ourselves small or making ourselves inconspicuous it's just the way the world is now that like we are becoming m- more and more 
equal. We're still not mm-hmm. even there yet. We're no. still not, you know, there we're like one quarter of the Senate or whatever now. Yeah. And like, you know, everybody's throwing a big party. That is so far away from real equality. It's and, a big leap in a short time. But you know, what I mean? you know that's a, what a, I'm saying is like it it's only going that direction. We're not going backwards. Sure, Nobody yeah. wants to be put back in their box. So y'all are going to have to figure out how to be okay with that and you're going to have to do it on your own. And that means for a lot of men sort of reevaluating what their modern purpose is. I think not what their yeah. prehistoric but purpose your, your is. Your tone and I, I I agree with what you're saying but I feel like it's a little bit of an eye for an eye. Like you've always kind of had an eye for an eye with like this type like well we figured it out you. Oh well, no, we if it was an eye for an eye, then we would be 90% of the Senate and the House of Representatives for, for the next, for the next 200 years. years. Yeah. <laughs> no, if like, it was an eye for fun. an eye, we would be the ruling class for the next 400 years and you guys would be at home doing the dishes. We'll have like a blue tax where like you tax us on like jock itch spray. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. 15 bucks for jock itch spray. <laughs> oh, well, that would be a fun pilot to shoot to have like a, you know. Yeah, because they've they've done those shows where it's like, what if the U.S. was under Nazi rule? Oh yeah. What if the U.S. was just Elizabeth Warren on every? Yeah. What if it was like for men? What it's been like for minorities and women for the past? That's what I was going to say. It's very similar. Like, and especially I can assume it's very hard to be a a straight white man. Like, as 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 a white woman, like I've been checking my privilege this year a lot more and like last year and stuff. And and as a child, I always thought it was like kind of fucked. I was like, does nobody see that? Like like how fucked things are that like I can do certain things and my black friends can't like that's crazy. And I think a lot of guys, specifically straight white guys, they don't know what it feels like to be marginalized. You really can't understand. And I've explained this to a guy before who loves to use the N word because a bunch of his friends have told him he can and it's fine or whatever. And I said, "Mm, but around me, I really don't like it or whatever. And he was like, but it's fun. And I was like, just hold on. You can't understand what it's like to be called that, what it's like to be called a kike. I'm Jewish. I can say that. What it's like to be called a cunt, what it's like to be called a bitch. You can't like, there's nothing a douche, a dick yeah, that those things are applauded no for men. There's, no there's nothing that, that can make that. you feel small and insignificant and less than or discarded and discarded or yeah. like your opinion doesn't matter. Your thoughts don't matter. <coughs> yeah. Watch this Glenn Close uh, speech last night. Um, I think I was really high. I know I, know I, I know I watched it, and I know she cried, and I know people. We were, it. We were watching it, and Tasha's edible like must have kicked in, and I look back, and she's bawling. <laughs> but I get that way too. I, I do. I get that way too. I was raised by a single mom. I, I, like, yeah, my mom remarried when I was eleven, so like that sounds like young, but I feel like I was mainly set in my ways. I'm very feminist. Yeah. I'll cry. I'm gonna watch Bastard tonight. I'm gonna cry watching. It. You know, I'm, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be in touch with my shit, but. Um, I'm not worried about the incels of the world. I think that's just a. T- I think that's a product for the most part of like the fact that people have a voice that it would never have. Why would wait? Why would anybody ever label themselves an incel? It's not a real thing. It's not like being like, oh fuck, I have cancer. It's like I'm an unfuckable. Like you <laughs> just called yourself an unfuckable. Do you know that there's fucking girls out there who also find themselves unfuckable and they will fuck you? Just be nice to them. I think, all yeah, we like all you have we'll to do have is the fix weirdest fucking best sex with you if you're nice to. <laughs> 
was. And list like ah. maybe they'll do a podcast in like six episodes and they'll get fucked. Like yeah, seriously. <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna start an incel <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I think that those types of issues. I mean, you need an uncle or an older brother to like grab you by the bootstraps and like set you straight. There's not. I don't think any amount of listening to a podcast is gonna like that's some vitriolic like hate and sort of insecurity and fear. And when men have fear, it's more dangerous because men are gonna start wars and beat people up and bully. Like don't get me wrong, women have the, you have your own shit, but I I'm aware of the male shit. I'm aware of the straight white male privilege. All that. I'm not going to apologize for being who I am, though. And it's hard. Like I said, these conversations are great. When I'm on stage or talking to comics, I never have any blowback at all with what I'm saying. Mm. When I post something online, shit goes, you know, like I'll like scorch the earth. I'll get a thousand comments. And there's just that. What that means to me is that while we're all ready to communicate, we're still super sensitive with certain things. And I can't be like, I'm starting to see a trend here. Like, I can't say anything. I'm so. And, and I don't have a solution other than that. I, there's but no. But you definitely you have a chip stuff. on your shoulder about it. You talk about that sort of stuff. Yeah, because I was publicly shamed about it. Okay, one time, but the like, last time I did it. What did you do? I said that I said that women have it better in. I mean, so I said, I said, and again, I understand that generalizing is horrible and all that, but like if Facebook's not for shit talking, I don't know what is. And I understand it's still, that put me in a dangerous place. Where, but I said, women have had it worse in every other way in life, but, it, but attractive female comedians get more stage time than men. Silence. That's what I said. So many women, people, and look, but like, but don't point, you understand that there's no, but we, we've had this conversation and my problem with me is like, this is ne- literally now like the fourth time that I'm explaining this to you and you're still not absorbing anything that I'm saying. And this shouldn't be on me. You have to do some of this work for hundreds of years. We have not been allowed to do literally anything. Finally, 2018, 2019. People are waking up and saying, oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. women have buying power. Yeah. Uh, black people have buying I'm power. acknowledging the pendulum now, swing. But that's the thing. But also, I don't think that's true because I'm a very attractive female comedian. And it was very hard for me to get more stage time in the beginning because people look at you and they assume she's not funny. She's only here because she's pretty. I think you're funny. I think you're pretty. I think no. I know I, I'm I funny. I, you know, <laughs> I, I, yeah, and I don't mean this in a way where I'm, I'm. I'm certainly not calling you out or anybody. But my my whole point was like, there's and again, you live in New York. Here mm. in L. A. It's a beautiful world out there. Every mm. marquee has a first year female comedian on the show. Even Tasha, we were just on vacation with it. She goes not even a year in, and she's done every major club. And then we have like our last guest, Joe Welke, very funny guy. Eleven years into stand up, you get guys like from the festival. Is she does she have a lot of followers though? One, one did, yeah, a couple didn't. But I and I understand uh, on an economics level that yeah. there's more straight white men doing stand up or, or men if, in if general. Just I, a person is, has a lot of followers, then the club sees that they can fill seats. There's a lot of shit ass podcasters who are you know comedians. I, and I aspire to be and one of they those. <laughs> and they tour and shit and they spew their shitty shit com- comedy everywhere but they oh, keep yeah. selling out because absolutely male have, youtubers there's plenty of male youtubers yeah. that, are, that have that have dog shit i totally understand i know i even sound jaded i'm only bringing it back up to like fill you in because this is what we're talking about and like i just won't post that shit online anymore but it's like fact facts are like like and i'm mean, getting people but like, you can understand that like that's the way it is now without having animosity towards women for finally getting a shot look there's like, an underserved market for female comedians and that's why you had eliza schlesinger winning last comic 
understanding her second year. I'm not saying she's not funny. She's a theater comic. She tours all over. Yeah. But I'm just saying, you know, when you lose to like, and, and this was, but like a guy like Jimmy Schubert, who's 25 years in, like I get, it's just a product. So like a lot of women are exposed to in stand-up comedy. That's not like loose. <laughs> but a lot of women are exposed before like they might be ready to hit. Whereas there's like these guys. Like we had a, a guy like that, um, the Canadian comic, the, the the chubby. I can't remember his name. Fuck, it's killing me. But he's like he's got multiple albums out, and he's just a slayer. And he's not not getting up at the open mic when he visits L.A. Mm. And like, but I I understand that. Panette, John Panette, right? Um, no, it was someone else. It was oh. the guy with the. Uh, I, I, I'll, I won't be able to remember. But, uh, but I, yeah. this is something that Craig Fox said to me. Do you know Craig yeah. Fox? Yeah. So when I started, he like kind of took me under his wing, and like he wanted me to work at the Lantern and stuff. I didn't end up doing it, but he did teach me joke structure, and he taught me about. He's like, do you know what's interesting about being a female comic? And I was like, what? He goes. There have been so many male comics this whole time, and we've basically talked about everything we can. He's like, what's crazy is you guys come and you talk about stuff that's never really been addressed, and it's half the population that can relate to this stuff that they've never been able to relate to before. No one's ever been talking to us before because men were talking to each other. Right, and there was a sketch that he brought up at Saturday Night Live that he said Tina Fey wrote. And it kept going all the way up to the top, all the way up to the top, and then being shut down by the guy at the top. And finally, she goes up to him, and she's like, not Lauren, but somebody else. She's like, why do you keep rejecting this maxi pad sketch? It's so funny. And he's like, I don't know what a maxi pad is. So (laughs) there's, I I get why Eliza can come in and win stuff because she's doing material that we've never heard before. I literally didn't start. I've wanted to do stand up since I was 14 and I didn't know it was an option for women, especially yeah. ones from like a New York city yeah, background. Like, everybody that you see doing a special or on TV is a, is a dude. fat white dude. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, well, I don't look like that. So why would, how should I have the audacity to get on stage and make people listen to me? And what's crazy is I've done shows not recently, but when I started, I would go and you'd see like this big fat guy and he's in his fifties or whatever. And you look at him and be like, and say, Oh, hi, it's so nice to meet you. We're on the same show. Oh my God, he must be amazing. And I think this guy is so much funnier than me. I should definitely subvert myself. And then I go up murder. He goes up, eats a dick. I'm like, why the fuck was I talking to this loser? (laughs) But in my head, I'm trained to think that he's more talented than me. And I know also that when I get on stage and I have lipstick or something immediately, this bitch isn't going to be funny. She's only here because she's hot. What a beautiful place for you to start off your set though. Hmm. I'm not saying like you should, you should have like, it's a beautiful place to prove them all wrong. It's not really like I have this new Netflix credit and it's way better to get on yeah, what's stage. Netflix credit? I'll tell you about it, but it's way better to get on stage. You know, we're from Netflix. Give it up for Remy Casimir. The audience fucking trusts you. It's, they trust you as if you're a fucking yeah, 50 year old man. It yeah. is nice. You don't have to work and dig. And I don't care about like that's I'm not you, satisfied you, by digging. Right. I'm satisfying by doing my job the, the best i can the more you do it the yeah. easier it gets with the perception because comedy is so it's so important to like perceive yeah. it. like if you're on a good lineup it's better than a bar show i mean how many times have we done bar shows bomb mm. and you go um this killed on the tonight show fuck all of you yeah you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? like that's out there like i totally understand my my oh, i'll just say that it's just a button up <laughs> my biggest mistake with with that post which was shamed and screen grabbed and and whatever but again i had plenty of men it calling just, me being just, like dude way to hang in there because i didn't take the bait i go look i i understand you're sharing your whole rape story on my status and I, i'm really sorry i'm sorry for you i'm not apologizing for what i said my i i got i put my own economic viewpoint into it the supply and demand there's just a million white i mean like you want you you, you look on a lineup of 10 comics and you see 
eight of them are straight white guys, mm-hmm. you go, what the fuck? There's, and there's a black guy and a white chick. But when you break down how many people are doing comedy, it's just, it's just a weird place to be in. And then I come off like, oh, you, oh you've had it so hard, straight white guy. It's like, you I'm, know what, I'm working you know, 17 jobs to, just to the, catch the, up to my girlfriend. It, that's <laughs> what it comes off, though. I don't think it... It's not like a positive commentary. It just comes off as bitter. I understand. Yeah. And yeah, you don't need to, to do that. Yeah, I totally understand. Like it kind of demotes you as a performer too, because it's like, well, come, like you're, you're great. That's the thing is when people are like, well, well, we don't want black people to have more, like nobody's outwardly saying that, but a lot of people, like a lot of this, that they don't want equality is the fear that I'm not going to have this upper hand that I've had this entire right. time. But sweet child, if you are talented, you will push through like the best the of the crop will rise to the top. To the top. <laughs> yeah. And it'll to be, be and sick. Be and you'll be chilling with the sickest people instead of these fucking rapists that everyone just has to like, I have to deal with ready. Well, it's fucking weird to deal with them in your workplace. Yeah. Get them out, get somebody else who's talented and like can write a, I don't know. No. And again, and again, and again, yeah, you're right. It comes off bitter, jaded, all that. And, 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 and of course, there's roots in that. Of course, yeah. it's so frustrating to be like, I can't even get on. I can't even step onto the stage that somebody who's done it one eighth the amount of time. It's just, but I, but I understand that's so. Like that, that was a mistake. I haven't done it since. Yeah. But also, like I'm still, yeah. I'm, it's just a dogfight because. But I look at it as like the the amount of effort in in this. Ta- this is for any standup in general. As competitive as it is, and as mm. hard as it is, it does make you better if you ride out the storm. Oh my it god! Makes yeah. You, like when you see, like I was like, you know, like Lynn Coplets. Yeah. Like, she's, I fucking love her, right? Yeah. She's just like, she'll go, she's just this, like white chick from Alabama. She's, uh, she's on, she got her Netflix half hour. She's brilliant, but she'll go into like a black room and murder the room. She'll destroy it because she's just battle tested 20 year white New people York killing comic. black people. That's no good. <laughs> well, <laughs> no. <laughs> but like, there's plenty of white comics that would just be eaten alive in a oh, black yeah. room. And she goes in there. I've seen her just destroy the place where like they're hitting each other they're so fucking you know what i mean like they're just yeah. you know when, like you make people laugh so hard they're just like punching each other like yeah that. yeah and it's like that's that's what you have to look forward to if you can just ride out the storm and definitely when you, when you want something you have to look at the brick wall and know that it's not there to keep you out you just got to find a way to get on yeah. the other side that's the whole I think like, also too like we're all adjusting to stuff and then like it's like a new world but it's better It'll be so much nicer. Yeah, if you can get past your own like personal bitterness because you feel like you've lost something, it yeah. is better. You'll see that it's better. It's a better world when you have like diversity around you, when you have women who are able to like reach their full potential around you. Oh, I want a weekly uh, Cortez dance video in the Senate, you know, or whatever. Uh, I mean, like, I love, I love all that. My you mom- know, I was at BU at that time and no one asked me to be in that video. What the heck? So fucked was she, up. So was she in school when she did that video? Yeah. She looked the same. I mean, I know she's uh, still young. And she's wearing a pencil skirt. I'm like, she could not be more refined yeah. in this dancing all video. all the college yeah, videos. Like a little like kitten heel. Yeah. yeah. No, but you're right. And it's, when you look at the, all this old timers, it's just like, and it's like my parents too. Like, they're just, they're just old. And like, they're, I'm not, I don't know if they're still Trump supporters, but you know, like they're, mm. everyone's slowly falling off the bandwagon. You gotta check in every so you often. Check in. You guys I mean, still on that side? They're ah. just, they're more like, we're not talking anymore. They're business owners. <laughs> and as long as they're making money, I want them to support whatever they support because they're nice people. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, they're not, they're, they're not homophobic. There's none of that aspect of it. They're, so, but you look at, yeah, you look at the, 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 the guards changing. Of course. Yeah. It's changing. I want, I want all women to, you know, yeah. I, I think, I, I think the idea when we talk about what men and women want, it's, it's way more closer when we actually strip it exactly. down. Exactly. Like, we're very, very related. <laughs> I mean, I, I, if anything, I get, I get shit 
from listeners sometimes because I'm I'm too interested in talking. Like three quarters of our guests are women. I'll never be accused of not getting women on the podcast. It's just interesting to me to like talk to someone like you. Yeah. Who, we've all got our different viewpoints, but like when it's just Tasha and I, we end up just fighting because I'm like, you guys don't <laughs> understand because she's fighting the fight, but she's also like, I mean, I think you do understand your privilege. You know, you like where there's no 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 sure, you're, but you like, were born beautiful you've been working as a model since you were in diapers for diaper companies and like that's <laughs> like that's literally your privilege and i just don't want you i don't want first of all the industry to but like, you've got to understand that that's just one aspect of my life and yeah. there are plenty of other things that are hard about being a woman and hard about being an attractive woman listen I, listen I, I, i'll tell you this i agree we couldn't even walk down the street without seven guys want like catcalling you and whistling and yelling at you i was with you i couldn't imagine that scenario by myself alone every day on a dark alley so so i'm (laughs) with you on all that i understand and i understand that with with the those benefits it comes the dude on instagram who says fuck you your political points not you're not hot enough for your like they say shit like this and i read it and i go i'm melting because i can't murder this random guy that i want to like it that i do also, understand nobody would ever write a comment to you oh fuck your political points you're not hot enough that's yeah. not even a thing yeah. yeah like i used my dad's nickname for me and no disrespect to my dad but it was pretty remy and i thought that was my moniker i was like pretty little girl but then when i thought that i could add something else to it like i literally had guys say to me when i started stand up what so you just decided that you're funny today <laughs> what yeah. yeah it's like pretty is the most you can aspire to as a woman like you can't aspire to be smart uh-uh. because that's frowned upon that steps on people's toes you can't aspire to be funny mm. but you can aspire to be fr- pretty because then you can be someone's wife do, mm-hmm. do you, you know think i stop you like from that. wanting to be funny or i mean we're pretty goofy like do you think i stop you from like wanting you to like explore past what you know what is the safe place where people see you like no you know, i think like, i love no, it i love it when you not. fucking put I've me made in my, my place choice. And- i like my career but i do think that like i could have been a doctor i know but did i want to fight that fight the whole time yeah. no i didn't want another 12 years of school no yeah. i didn't want no, you get like, into what's what you're supposed to do and like you know you literally people were like you should do this and it's afforded you the chance to travel meet good people i hate it when people i mean i hate it when you introduce yourself and say what are you doing you say you're a model i hate it because i know what they're thinking yeah not that i'm like not dumb you know yeah like, they just kind of think that like there was nothing else you could do like they like, cried on a shoot what have you ever cried on oh, a shoot? oh absolutely yeah. we were just talking about one of those the other day i like had to wear short like very short shorts like with like my butt cheeks kind of yeah. hanging out now yeah. that's the style now like yeah. everybody wears that in la but this was probably like eight years ago at least and you know i come from a very conservative family and mm-hmm. i was so insecure i don't know that you know that's one of many times yeah. i probably like sucked up tears or just like absorbed someone's shitty comment and yeah. moved on with my life but like you know the what were what were we even talking about i just lost my train dealing of with the fact that you're disappointing like people are judging you just because like you're a model or whatever yeah, yeah like it's literally like I can't downplay it enough. Right. Like I would rather say I work at Starbucks, you know, yeah. like, because you know that like all of that judgment. And I don't get it in that, in that career. I don't get that sort of judgment, but like comics, no, I never want to say they're comics because you get the same six questions. Like our Uber driver was a stand up comedian. Tell me a joke. 
I, our Uber driver was a stand-up comedian, and I didn't even want to tell him I was too. I didn't even want to talk to another comic. I didn't want to do. I just write. I don't know. You know what I mean? But like, you want to be authentic to yourself, but you don't want to deal with the like. Like, I work in a, one of my side gigs. Like, do a lot of tourists, and, mm-hmm. and sometimes I'll be like, I'm fucking. I'm a comic. You know, there's a, what do you do? I'm a stand-up comedian. Oh, must be hard. Oh, well, I hope you make it. Oh, and it's like, all right, Nancy from Florida, like, chill out. Like, it's fine. You have a side. You have side gigs. You do other shit. Yeah. As long as you need to do other shit. I mean, yeah. It's just you know. That's all they know. Though. That's the thing. It's the same thing that like I thought women weren't having orgasms. Like, there's a big trope in pop culture that comics are losers, and it's perpetuated by comics a lot. Like we say, it, I'm a fucking loser, and like yeah. nobody yeah. likes me, and I'm like a mess. Until everyone thinks you're a genius. Until they think you're a genius. Yeah. So it's just kind of that's just something. That's them. That's yeah. not you. I, I hear that. And yeah. It doesn't truly affect me. It's just kind of one of those like. Cool. Yeah, I hope I make it too. Oh, yeah, trust yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. When I first started, like I come from like Upper East Side, like I went to private school in the city. Like when I started comedy, people would be like, "Oh, I see you're really into that comedy world. You're really friends with all those comics. That like comedy. how how cute, you know? Like really being like, wow, aren't you dumpster diving? And then now, like I I've done like some appearances or whatever that like oh people oh I always saw you on my Netflix or whatever <gasps> that's so cool and I'm like oh I thought it was so interesting that I was with yeah. Tom, you know like <laughs> fuck and you veiled like, insults scratch you know like Stupid it's funny idiot. it's funny because I I yeah I don't want people I don't know like putting that shit on me but also I get really it's really frustrating me like Tasha that your parents don't ask me a million questions about it and I know they don't mm. know they, the don't, world. they don't ask me anything about five my years either. five years dating in that I want to know like, how do you come up with it i actually want them to like like inside the actor like, studio with why me. are you putting that on them because like, i want them to believe that i'm doing i want them to believe that like i've it's like oh I, you know we were in town i just did a guest spot at go bananas in yeah. cincinnati like that was it and they asked how to go good but like i just we asked we invite i was like oh, tim you should come her dad and he's like well i think i'll just stand in it's like i haven't he begged them to, watch, to come no he's but watching also, basketball also, or it's football like years you realize and I think I've said this to them before because, like, we're close, and it's I understand where the expectation is, but I do like to push the boundaries and be like, you do understand, like, I'm not quitting this. Mm. This is my life. I'm just like a junior but associate. You also gotta know that, like, they all they don't like that stuff. Like, they don't even like to watch comedy specials on TV. That's the like, thing. Your dad was dying watching Jim Jeffries. It was amazing how dirty. And then your dad's laughing, like, like he like couldn't stop laughing it's like they do like it it just they don't but know. sometimes my friend tim he's my best friend i'm staying with him i stay with him all the time we basically live together in new york i think he's been to one of my shows maybe and he like hung out outside like he hates comedy and yeah. i used to get so mad and i also i've posted shitty shit online too like i've gotten in trouble but it's mostly i'll target posts being like it's my third anniversary in stand-up. If you haven't been to a show at this point, oh, yeah. you're fucking dead to me. I've done the same post. But nobody cares. Nope, not nobody cares, but people just see that and they're like, oh, nobody's going to Remy's shows. Whereas there are a lot of people going to my shows. I'm just being a fucking asshole and focusing on the three the who haven't yes, shown haven't. up. Not yeah. being thankful I for the hundreds yeah. that have yeah. look, And look, we have to kind of go there to remember. Like, mm-hmm. no one, you know, it'd be unhealthy to be like, I'm always That's just, just part blessed. of being a human, it's I part guess. Of being human. Like, yeah. I go off with my family. Side. I go, how are you not subscribed to my podcast? Everybody subscribe. Just say, hey, Siri, download the sex... Or, hey, Siri, subscribe to the Sex Actually podcast. I wish that my voice triggered their phones. Like, mm. I wish I just say that. But, if they're like, listening, they're already And then like subscribed. my stepsister's like, I don't want to hear about your sex life. And I was like, 
Okay, I get that. But still subscribe. Like, hey, Siri, like, text all my friends. About. Listen to How Come. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone who, who does listen, I, I do want everyone to go subscribe to your podcast, How Come. And I did want to ask you, I, have you dated any guys like... Um, you know, kind of seriously since you started the podcast or have you had any pushback? I've had a boyfriend the whole time. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I started, yeah, we've been together for a while and he, yeah, he's always, everybody's always like, well, what did Ben think about it? I'm like, Ben wanted me to come. Yeah. You know, like, and everyone also, oh, Ben must be terrible at sex. I'm like, no, I've been alive for a really long time before I even met Ben. So it's kind of like, I couldn't, I always say it's like handing somebody a Rubik's Cube that's like seven sides and being like, this has never been done before, but um, enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> also, we're naked. <laughs> like, and what, and I'm, I'm sure there are some, some ladies listening that you, you said there was a specific device that worked for you. Yeah. Um, any clitoral suction device. Really? Oh, we got one of those. Suction. Yeah. Do we, we, we have got a, a box suction? Of, you don't, you're, you're probably, are you, do you need anything? There's, We've got a whole bin of I shit. I mean, I'll always take everything. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> have a su- we have one that's like a... We, suction? We, I mean... I don't remember seeing that, but now I'm you curious. You know, the funny thing is they sent us like $600 for the toys. We gave a bunch out at a show, mm. but... Um, Tasha kept every like everyone that was the, the most ones. expensive. <laughs> yeah. Just looked at the price tag and was like, "I'll take these." Oh, four. I know what I like. She's a label whore. <laughs> We've got like all these like be all plug in. I have expensive taste. I literally will let mine die sometimes and then just open another box that someone sent me because I'm like, this one's charged. Wow. <laughs> but that's interesting. I would have no idea based on what, like you just think of a typical vibrator. I mean, nowadays it's like the fucking well, shit. We have one that looks thing. like a cactus and it all bojangles mm. in different directions. Like, what's no, but the on? suction thing is like the mo- is the newest technology. Like the one that I started with was the Womanizer. There's also one by Sweet Vibrations. There's one called the Lilo Sona. Hold on, let me a- see what we have. Yeah, there's a bunch of them, but it's anything that's using like wind technology and like treating your clitoris like the little penis it is. A butterfly pump. Does this suck? No, oh, that's a that pump. is way different. I don't know. It's I been think that looks for a penis or something. Clit pump and vibrator in one. Oh. Clit pump? What the fuck? It looks like you'd pump up a bike tire. Um, but anyway, did you guys know it. that the embryonic tissue created to make the clitoris is the same embryonic tissue that creates the penis? Yep, sure did. We're yeah. all women to start, and some people's clits just, just keep growing bigger. <laughs> yeah, some little dick hanging out. Some yeah, chimp, some chimp dick hanging out. No, I mean, yeah, when you, I mean, like tr- with trans surgery, they just turn a dick inside out. I mean, it's the start of it, right? They they just push it in. I know it it's so. much more. <laughs> They use some of the, they, they reclaim as it's many arousal as tissue. So they're just using what it's Those nerve what God intended it for. Yeah. That's yeah. What's important to remember with all the divides we have politically, uh, you know, nationalism and it's like, we're, we're all literally a, just a percentage point different. Like, you know, your chromosome made a left turn when it could have made a right. We're so close. You know what I mean? To, to being all the same. That like it's just it's just insane how we pick like we pick apart the differences because I think I think back in the day for survival you just had to like pick your team mm-hmm. so like you got the insults they go well, we got our team we know who we're with. fuck those people it's us first them I mean obviously Trump it was it's a more uneducated people. people that want to just pick a team it's like you know what I don't want to expend the energy talking to this person learning if they're a smart nice anything person I'm just gonna like label them sure. as and also it's those same people that don't want to challenge themselves yeah like they don't want to open up their mind to the potential of a new viewpoint yeah like we've all that's what i was gonna say before though is when like the way that men have responded to the you know not new order. it's not a new order it's like we're (laughs) slowly making progress but the way that some men have responded versus 
other like is kind of oh like there were some of my friends that were like this is ridiculous like you can't do fucking anything now and i'm like you got something in your fucking past yeah i jacked off on a girl once when she was sleeping i'm like that's bad but like if you're willing to (laughs) learn from this now that's different whereas some guys are like checking themselves so hard being like oh my god one time i grabbed someone's hand and she didn't like did I and I call her and I'm like oh, I didn't want to make you uncomfortable. No, it's fine. I've you know I, I'm like that camp. I've looked at past situations where I go. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we yeah, we've all done you know like, but I look at it and it, it almost sounds like sort of um in a guilty way. But yeah, it's, I think it's important to look back and go. You yeah, have who has to. It, like, you have to take inventory and kind of own up if you're gonna change. Sure. Yeah. Like, there's no. We all have made mistakes. That's a human thing. Yeah. It literally the is gonna problem? happen to every single person on the planet. But like the sort of measure of yourself as a person is where do you go from here? Yeah. Do you look back and say, oh man, I fucked up. I feel really bad about that. And I'm make an try effort and to change. change going forward. Or, you know what? I don't want to change. So I'm going to make the system stay the way it is because this is too hard for me. And that's, a, yeah. and that's a fear that, that kind of like, like keeps you in that. Because people say like, why, why haven't this this core this core trump base why haven't they budged well because they picked their side and they're in the trench yeah and and i think the biggest problem with people that are more enlightened or have smarter or more like diverse points of view is that is that it comes with a smugness and we look at the ignorant as like they're choosing yeah i think and i and i'm guilty of it but like if you look compassionately towards people that don't know any better it's like you've got the privilege of like growing up in new york city oh my god and, and tasha, i mean tasha you grew up in a in a in a you were like right on the divide the mason dixon line almost where like you you come from a democratic family but also like you know we i live in a very republican mm-hmm. part of the world but then you get to san francisco and new york but and it's like, interesting and we've talked about this before like i still have a lot of like facebook friends from high school mm-hmm. and they'll post the craziest comments like you know supporting Kavanaugh like I don't understand the world is equal for women and it's like well they don't know because they've never ridden a subway right you know like they don't know because they live in a very safe space where they get in their Honda Odyssey and they drive to the grocery store Becky. and 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 that's it that's their whole life like but also if you're listening to like I have an aunt who is the dumbest person ever only for the fact that she doesn't think for herself she listens to whatever her fucking husband says she's like no 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 girls who wear skimpy outfits they're responsible if they get raped and I'm like no like yeah. use your it goddamn should, brain but she was yeah, drunk why Bernie? is it like they <laughs> No, like guys, that's totally felt like it's totally like a sexual urge that can't be controlled when it's a dude raping somebody. That's my other thing is, is everyone's, oh, guys are, they're so, they're so sexual and they need to be satiated and we have to help them get their boners away. Do you know how often we have boners and you just don't see them? (laughs) Like we're enraged too. Well, uh, it's like, it's a sexual urge when it's guys and it can't be controlled and it's up to us to like put ourselves in a box to help them out. Right. But then when like a woman's walking into an abortion clinic, it's like, oh, well she should have kept her legs together yeah it's not a sexual urge that can't be controlled then. yeah but it and, and my point is you're right but if you post and against you, you've had so many times tasha when you've you've tried to post you, you like wrote a response to somebody and then you're like oh and you'll just delete it because you're like what's the point you yeah know what i mean it's just that's what Facebook you know is. that like you're not changing anyone's not hearts changing or minds at least not on that medium and that's what we all need to remember is like social media is not connecting us it's just showing us our differences and it's it's we're digging into the sand on it but um 
it's yeah i don't know it's a whole fucking thing but i think i think it's good to have the the talks that we're having and it's just it's just it's just important to remember when like you know this new democratic wave or whatever that's in the thing it's like don't look down on these other people because you're only you kind of have to have compassion for them for like not ever having the opportunity or like i don't know the capacity to sort of see outside their own bubble my friend too this is besides my aunt just being told whatever someone else says and like listening to that my friend is gay and he's from the south and his family is super republican and they're accepting of him like you know because they love him but they're still voting for laws that are making his life harder harder and and more dangerous and he i literally had to stay on the phone with him before the midterms for like an hour and a half telling him why voting is important he's like he's like they said it won't affect my life and i'm like but they're lying and their interests don't align with yours. Unfortunately, they don't value as much as they value. Like I, I want to say a tax cut, but ha 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 ha. Unless you're a billionaire, you did not get a tax cut. You <laughs> fucking idiot. Yeah. Litter. Oh my God. Well, we got no, rid of that uh, smugness. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> I totally agree. And it's, and it's like, it, it was mostly car- to my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe there. Uh, Mr. Casimir. Please. Uh, I totally understand. It's like, I've got, yeah, I've got family that, you know, they just like my, my sister has four beautiful kids that she loves. So she's pro-life. Like she doesn't look past the fact that she couldn't kill her kids. You know what I mean? What? That is but, not the same but, thing. No, but then you have to look at them. Yeah, you have to look at them that way. It's like, she's a good person. She's the same DNA as me. She just only knows that she wouldn't kill her kids. That's all she knows. She hasn't done the work to like look at the people that were raped or, or just want to con- have choices. It's not red freakonomics. Yeah. Literally, I mean, abortion makes the economy better. Yeah, but but the point yeah. So the point is, is that like, look, you just we you are know, we do have a population problem. Yeah. Oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> and they say that the swine flu is coming back. I'm like, bring it on, let's go. We got to thin the shit out. No, but that's highways. not even why. In economics, they say abortion makes the economy better just because women the stay pe- in the workforce. Mm-mm. The people who intend to have kids want the kids. They raise them better. You're not raising delinquent children who are going out and don't feel loved and need to resort to crime or something. Yeah. You raise better kids yeah. when you want when you want them. Are prepared when you're not them. like, fuck, I'm 16. <laughs> yeah. I'm stuck with it. Look, yeah. as a guy who's spiritual, like I can't tell you at what point the spirit's in the soul. I, I'm not going to pretend like only when it walks out of the vagina, is that how it works? Only when that happens is the spirit, like I'm not saying you're not killing something. I'm just saying, look, like we're, we're a world of eight billion people and like look if yeah if you don't want to have a kid get that technology and know right away before like you put it off any longer also believe in reincarnation like you're not killing the soul you're giving the soul a little time out you're, like, you're going back to soul land for a second yeah, yeah go, come back for this back next round yeah, yeah. literally in the iCloud I, I believe I believe that, that I, believe, <laughs> yeah. I do believe that we're just in a we're just in a, like meat suits and this is part of the journey and, and that's why I struggle when I see someone even like my sister I go I don't know if you're evolving in this sort of like way where like you're just i mean the way you, when you when you related to um family members you just got to look like your aunt is doing what she needs to do to survive totally and, and i know and it might be it might come from not being yeah being on a subway with someone else like when you look at someone like i remember george clooney responded to this hollywood elitist thing he's like i'm from kentucky i come from my family like we just want this and it's like it's easy to be like those fucking hollywood elites and it's like now I'm from Newport, Rhode Island. I'm just like I just I'm trying to succeed, and it's not some elitist community. It's mm-hmm. just it's just sort of an awakening that you get in these major cities where people you know have to you know be friends with some. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's just oh my! I was fighting with a racist uncle, and uh, he was saying about the caravan. The caravan, oh, we're so and I was like, oh god! I go, 
Here, okay, I understand that people who are, live in the middle of the country are afraid of the caravan because they don't know other people who are like that. I'm like, but surely you, who have grown up with people who's different around him, like, you know that nothing's wrong, right? And then he just didn't respond because... He doesn't think nothing's wrong. He's like, they look different. It's bad. He just pictures like zombie land or like, you know, walking dead where they're just piling bodies up over a wall the one caravan. at a time. Yeah. And look, okay, we solved it all here officially. <laughs> so all the issues are solved. Um, we do have to get out of here. I, I, you didn't mention what your Netflix. Oh, where, where okay. Can people check you out. Okay. So there's um, a show on Netflix called Explained. And every episode is like 20 minute episode that explains something in our world that everyone's familiar with but doesn't really like know so like the stock market was on episode oh this did this just come out uh i, I saw it on epi- netflix I yeah didn't know yeah on yeah it. yeah i'm on it sweet um one is like music and then my episode is the female orgasm so they basically came to my house they profiled me and uh yeah a lot of people found out that i squirt on the internet <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing yeah it what was a good way for people to find that great, out <laughs> great great time um but yeah uh, so that's on Netflix. People can go check that out. And then your social media. Uh, my social media. You can find me, Remy Casimir, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Remy Casimir. Uh, my podcast. And how is that spelled? K-A-S-S-I-M-I-R. Okay. I'll put it in um, the yeah, put it in too. the little descript. Um, how Come Podcast is wherever iTunes, uh, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, all those things. Um, come how C-O-M-E. Com- no, C-U-M. Oh, shit. My bad. Yeah. How C-U-M. Um, and then I have another podcast called We Really Love Island, where I talk about this amazing British reality show. If you want to binge something with a friend, come binge with me. It is, is, is that only Island? A, is that available? Love here? Island. Love is Island. The show, oh, but yeah. the but the podcast is We Really Love Island. Okay. Oh, interesting. Okay, great. Go yeah. and for everyone listening, go support. And look, and I always tell this to you know when I whenever I do other people's podcasts, I don't feel like I get pushed enough. So I'm telling my audience, oh. you know what I mean? I mean that's here I am being bitter, <laughs> but I'm telling you, you're listening to this. You're supporting me. Hit the subscribe button on whatever app you use. If you have an iPhone and you don't use the iPhone podcast app, hit the subscribe button anyway. You assholes, go yeah. subscribe to How Come and go support uh, Remy. Follow her on social media. Thanks, if Dave. you're in New York, go see where she's performing and all that. And I, I, I don't know when I'm gonna be back, but I think April or whatever. But I'll have to, I'll have to hit you up when I'm gonna be back. Yeah, because yeah, well, I only met you in Newport. I know. How was that? Your first time in Newport? That was my first comedy festival I was ever booked oh, on. Congrats! Yeah. It was a pretty white festival. A pretty white. Uh, it was city. a very white festival but it was so, uh, it was the first time i ever got a hotel room i felt so cool were you at the Wyndham? were you at the um goat island or where no um gurney's where's oh that's the one yeah that's the one on the island it's a yeah, tiny little bridge sick that's a nice place that's yeah. where Tasha, that's where your sister's going for um that right and she go, going there for some wedding somebody is no uh jessica okay she's going anyway uh, have yeah, fun jessica yeah enjoy, enjoy <laughs> But uh, yeah, Doug's great. If he's been on this podcast, he was my old roommate in New he's York. Unreal. So we're co- we're so that's our connection through Doug. But um, I'm sure I'm sure we have a ton. Like where are you normally perform in in New York? So I actually over? have a show every Sunday at the Stand. Hopefully they'll be open soon. They've been opening their new club um, for a few months now. Um, so oh, are they it- going to the Brother Jimmy's? Yeah. That's going to be fucking Yeah, awesome. on 16th and 3rd. So it's like it's going to have like more rooms and stuff. But that's yeah. So my show is called Bacon Bits, and it's. The Sundays when the stand is open, we give you free bacon and you get to listen to bits. Awesome. Oh, that's yeah. cool. We're doing BLTs today. We're doing BLT mm. Mondays. Mm. <laughs> anyway, thanks again for being on. You've woken me up to all the issues with the female Yay. orgasm. 
I'm sure Tasha's going to be very thankful that you were here. I don't know. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> and uh, we're going to we're going to look into this suction cup technology. We're going to go it's see not a what... cup. He's just going to get out a plunger. <laughs> a plunger your pussy. Oh my god. <laughs> That's it. Pussy plungering. Um, anyway, thanks again, and I uh, appreciate it. Everyone, go f- uh, follow her and do all that thanks, stuff guys. on social media, not in person. This all right. has been great. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye, everybody. Bye. S-A-P, baby.